Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on we'll be back for another episode of believe in kentucky if you follow us on twitter told you we had a football episode and a basketball episode this is the basketball episode. we recorded football already so you're getting two episodes dropping of believe in kentucky so follow us on twitter go to believe.com get each and every episode straight from the site or wherever you get your podcasts spotify stitcher all those platforms youtube you can watch us or Check us out however you would like. AG Aaron Gershon from the Cats Pose was at the basketball game today. North Florida Ospreys. AG, man, what's going on? How we doing? Oh, man. I'm doing well. It was fun. <laughs> the announcer, the public address announcer at Rep Arena, kept calling them the Ospreys. And Matthew Driscoll, the head coach at North Florida, started his press conference after the game like explaining the difference for like a whole minute. It was pretty, so it was pretty funny that you mentioned the name there. But uh, yeah, Kentucky kind of continued that this early season trend that's so frustrating. They have not played well against the good teams and against the bad teams. They look like the team that, you know, fans are dreaming they would be. So uh, it's a frustrating, even, even with the win today, you, you kind of leave it frustrated a little bit. Yeah, and the next chance they have – for this to go away is is Michigan in London, and, and even that one is tough to even say because they're not Michigan is not good. So I mean they should have lost to Amani Bates and EMU. That was a they were down uh, five at halftime. They win that game by five. Ohio, not Ohio State. Ohio took them to overtime, <laughs> and they lose to uh. It, they got they didn't just lose. They got beat down by Arizona State. So really you might even be looking we'll see how michigan does in between now and then but you might be not looking until ucla where you can really you can really get rid of that demon there because so michigan is kind of sliding to in name only yeah and louisville is my god in name only i think north florida might be louisville (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable i mean we we're focusing on kentucky but the you can't help but look down I-64 West and be like, this is, uh, well, like, like, uh, who's the car chronicle? Mike Rutherford, he tweeted out yesterday. He's going through it, huh? The Texas, Texas Tech game, which (laughs) they lost 70 to 38 and they closed on an 11-0 run. So it it was 70 to 27 and they scored the last 11. And he said, he said, you know, scandals and death penalty and, it might have been all right. <laughs> and 
in spite of how bad it was, he said he never thought it would be this bad. Yeah, this is, I mean, they just, as we finished recording the football episode, we got this one here. They just finished their game just against uh, Cincinnati. They lose by 19 to Cincinnati, 81 to 82. Uh, and what's crazy about that, there's a couple things. It was a one-point game at halftime where actually Louisville was winning, and with one second, a, a Cincinnati player drains a, like a, about a, a little bit of, in front of half-court shot to give them the one-point lead going into overtime. And they get outscored 50-32 to 32 in the second half. I mean, and they were down even worse. They went on a 7-0 run late in the second half again. So the score isn't even fully reflective. And this is not, you know, you think Cincinnati, yeah, they're a good program. Nah, not this year. They're, they were 3-3 three and three going into this game. Uh, they were the only other team in Maui who was 0-2 in Maui. And uh, they got their butts whooped. They lost by 13 to Northern Kentucky. So uh, not a very good Cincinnati team that uh, just uh, beat down Louisville. So, yeah, it's a hot mess. I mean, you can't justify losing. And I know they were all by one point. Fine. You can't justify losing home games to Wright State, Appalachian State and Bellarmine back. It was a, the I got the order mixed up, but you get the point. You lose to those three teams back to back to back. That can't happen at Louisville. It's it, it just can't. Eighty-one sixty-two to Cincinnati. That's correct. We, we were talking before the air, before we start recording, trying to see and know that Louisville fans are as well. Trying to see where that first win could possibly pop up on the yeah. Because we have Florida State. I mean, Leonard Hamilton ain't losing this. He ain't like, nah. Kenny Payne get his first win ever against him. Maryland's a good team, you know, ranked, ranked. top 25. Miami, Jim Laranega, he's like, I'm, I'm not about to lose to Kenny either. I don't think they're losing. I don't think – I mean, the, you would think they'll have a shot, a shot against Western Kentucky. But they lost to Bellarmine, Wright State, <laughs> and, and App State. So mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Florida A&M. Is really bad, and Kentucky plays Florida A and M as well. Yeah, that they'll probably, unless something goes horrifically wrong, they will beat Florida A and M. So that would be. Uh, let's see, quick math here. They would be O and one six. They're O and six now, so O and seven, eight, nine. They'd be O and ten going into that game. And so now, it's Kenny just trying to keep it together at that point, keeping guys. I mean, just trying to keep you know ready, you know, avoid being a one and done head coach. That press conference was nice back when they had that though. Back, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mess. You almost, you know, you almost feel for him, but uh, this rivalry's pretty bitter. So, <laughs> and so and. Given how Kentucky has played against, you know, killing these Howards and Duquesnes and North wow. Florida's and, and Louisville's in that group, not the yeah. good group. <laughs> Losing to Michigan State and Gonzaga and all that. You need to, well, the way this Louisville team is, Kentucky needs to win by 25. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, if, if, if Louisville comes to Lexington and it's a game in, in crunch time, that will be alarming. From oh, the fan base would riot oh, if that game is forget winning as my dog interrupts us here um, <laughs> forget winning uh that would uh yeah they have to win that game big for the fan base to approve of that one yeah yeah it's you know you can't let that be close at all 
based no. on what they've done, based on what Cincinnati just did to them, based on what everybody Arkansas beat them by twenty six. And Arkansas is a really good. Arkansas is a buzzsaw, man. They don't even have you know their best player on the floor yet, and they take Creighton the way they took Creighton. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Arkansas. I I said it before the year um, that I thought Arkansas was probably the only team in the SEC better than Kentucky, and I. The way they're playing without, you know, their best guy, I think, is it Smith that's out or is it Black that's out? They're both really good. Yeah, I'm not sure. But whatever it is, the guy that the high, their highest rank recruit, their top freshman, mm. hasn't played hasn't played a minute yet, and they're, you know, they're looking pretty pretty good. Uh, even you know, <laughs> even if you want to call Louisville a uh, a similar thing to a bye game, uh, they're looking pretty good. The way they played against Creighton was uh, daunting to say the least. Yeah. yeah so. I think the thing too for Kentucky is it's a it's a veteran team. Yes, you got you got CJ and Reeves that are working themselves in, but yeah, it's just still you, you lead Michigan State for thirty five minutes and then you find a way to not finish them off. And we saw how Michigan State extended the game both times in regulation and overtime. Right. Um, Gonzaga just punches you in the mouth from the jump. Absolutely. I mean, that not- game was over. That game was over from, oh. you know, I think they started the game on an 8-0 run and then 12-2. That mm-hmm. game was that game was over. I mean, they, they, there was no – even – I know Kentucky, I think, cut it to as little as four. Uh, even then, man, it, it just felt – if they had just hit a couple shots early, maybe that comeback would have been more substantial. It, it just never felt like they had a prayer in that game, and it, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get into the, a couple of the numbers here on the comparisons Kentucky uh, has. I, I, I looked a lot of those numbers today after the game um, and updated those on the numbers, you know, in shooting, in a passing, and in specifically the two guys you mentioned, Reeves and Frederick uh, from three in the in the games uh, against the, the wins against these mid-majors compared to the two, you know, losses against tournament-bound teams. Uh, it's... Uh, it's damning, man. It's a damning difference. And that's why, you know, it's hard to even get excited about these games right now against these yeah. not so good teams. Cause it's like mm-hmm. this, these teams, you're not going to see these teams in, uh, in March. They're not going to matter in March. Yeah. And the, I mean, hindsight is 2020 and all that, but sometimes you can see a comeback, a potential comeback and, and feel good about oh, yeah. momentum. They're, they're going to do it. And you either you either get over the hump and and do it, or you get all of, three quarters away up the hill and you fall back, which is what they kind of did. But you flash back to the the game at West Virginia where they're getting blown out, and you could feel you know Kevin Knox and that the team, momentum was slowly oh, going the other way. You felt confident, okay, they're they're gonna do this. Never really felt that. I'm not just saying it because they lost to Gonzaga. No, you're right. I'm just saying it didn't have the same kind of substance to it when you're talking about trying to get yourself back in the game as as some other comebacks have in, in the past. Yeah, no, it, it just never had that vibe. And, you know, you give some of that credit to Gonzaga, but it just yeah. felt like, you know, Kentucky, their offense was such a mess. It was mm-hmm. such a mess. The offense cannot go through Jacob Toppin. It cannot go through tough. You even saw Mark Few said after the game, we'll let them have tough twos. Those are the shots we want to let guys have. Like, we could live with that. But they did a great job on CJ. Obviously, CJ goes one for nine. They lock in on Antonio. They play off Severe Wheeler. Both Michigan State and Gonzaga played off Severe Wheeler. And what did Severe Wheeler do? Try to do too much and miss a bunch of shots. Same same thing. And 
So you've seen Cal get out coached in those two games. Uh, there's no way around it. And, you know, I think the big talking point that everyone's kind of talking about is Cal keeps saying, oh, we haven't practiced yet. We haven't practiced yet. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he went to the Bahamas. Uh, you had extra practices and games down there. Like, what are you talking about? And, you know, yes, they had the injuries in October and they were putting in some sets uh, that they hadn't put in yet. And, you know, Oscar and Severe. But this is a veteran team. I don't want to hear about that. Like six guys are it's not just a veteran team. You have six guys. And I know CJ wasn't on the floor last year, but you had five guys who played together and six that were together. Like it shouldn't be that hard to get, you know, the couple of new guys, especially with how Antonio's a senior. I mean, I know he's not at Kentucky. He's a senior. Cason Wallace is beyond his ears. I mean, other than, you know, guys like Chris Livingston, Adu Thiero, Ogano and Esso, the younger guys in this team who are probably going to be multi-year guys, there should be no excuse, you know, that this offense should be ready to click. And I'm not saying it, it needs to shoot 45% from three every game. I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it, it shouldn't look stagnant. It shouldn't look lost. It shouldn't look sloppy like it it was i think the two games against the good teams have been inexcusable offensively and mm-hmm. you know it goes down to coaching it really does and those so everybody was you know you got you got those people that have never liked calipari since he's been there and they've been quiet while he's winning and now they can be vocal and and so yeah. that's happening those there's some that think everything is you know lollipops and roses and that's not the case. And then you got wow. something to try to be in the middle. Just the way last year ended was frustrating. He did, you know, the recruiting, trying to fix it, trying to revamp and all that. And then yeah. to see what we saw against Michigan State, to ha- for him to use the word discombobulated, that, those were his words, for him to tell Tom Izzo, you were better prepared. Well, why didn't you? Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, so these are things, and it's not you know, little fine details that aren't really given attention. You need to dot your eyes and cross your t's better. Uh, yeah, and there was a, 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 a just because you hit a great point there about him talking to Izzo about that. He had a quote today. I'm trying to get it really quickly here. Uh, he pretty much he said something I thought was damning and like no, that's that's not okay to say that. He said, um, "I'm not happy we lost. I'm not happy we lost two games. I want to win every game. I coach, especially once I talked to Tom and Mark. You know, obviously Tom is and Mark few. We're friends. We gave one away, Michigan State. We did the other one. I knew we would be hard for us to win, but I thought we would we would battle and it would come down to." to be truthful and execution play they would make and we couldn't make really like you're saying that you have no confidence and that you can't draw anything up for your team to make a play like that you're basically telling me that that's like saying okay if you were in michigan state shoes right you're down two you have the ball underneath the, the hoop with four seconds seven whatever it was you don't trust your team can make a play to win the game right there or tie the game like Michigan State could, yeah. like that's what Cal's. That's what Cal is admitting right there, and that is not that doesn't sit right with me. Like it just doesn't. Like he's a Hall of Fame coach, man, who's won a national championship. He's been to a bunch of Final Fours. At, at- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At multiple places, like, you're telling me, and with a veteran team, you don't believe they can execute a, a, a play with the game on the line? I mean, this is Kentucky. This is not... This is not North Florida. Like this is Kentucky. How do, how do you not have confidence? So, yeah, it just doesn't. I don't. I'm not an excuse guy ever. I think that's one of the reasons we haven't been, you know, overly hard on Mark Stoops this year on the football side of things because he's always taking accountability. He's always explaining kind of what went wrong. He's you know he's 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 he tells you specifically when guys need to do things better. We just don't get that from Cal, and at least about himself, and and that's it's frustrating. I can see why you know some of the fans who are either on the like me, where they're really neutral on Cal, where I don't think he's the greatest coach in the world, I don't think he's the worst, or are on the negative side or can be furious with him right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's just those little, you know. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, details, attention to detail. Yeah. Um, execution, things like, you know, you, it just gives credence to those who say, well, he just rolls the balls out. Um, you know, that, that validates those that want to knock him with that. Uh, it's just, you know, and like you said, they had time, they had the, the Bahamas, they, they had extra time. This is a veteran team, uh, used to in years past, you you're glad there was a sophomore, just one sophomore to help the freshman one and done guys. Hey, they yeah. got one. Hey, Terrence Jones stayed. He's a sophomore. He can help AD and all the freshmen. And now you got those senior laden group, you know, got a bunch of old guys. And so it's, it is, yeah. it's, it's puzzling. It's frustrating. It's just, you thought it'd be further along than this. And look, we've seen them start slow and get better and be rolling come March. That has happened as well. But with this team, like you said, you kind of thought it would be further along than what we're seeing. A lot a lot of ragged stuff <laughs> when right. you play good teams. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you those numbers I was alluding to earlier there. So against the, the four mid-majors, they're all wins at home. They are shooting from – they're shooting 51.5% as a team from the field and 45.7 from three. In the losses, 38.8% from the field, so a 13% difference, and 26% from three. So that's a 19% difference, almost 20%. And then the other one, the other numbers, uh, passing. They're averaging 22 and a half assists a game against the mid-majors. That's a crazy clip. Actually, you know, through six games, Kentucky has the most assists it's had in the Calipari era. But when you look at those, that high number, uh, and then against the better teams, they're averaging 14 a game, and they only had 11 at Gonzaga. Mm. So they're they're not spreading the ball out well. And then the two guys, C.J. Frederick and Antonio Reeves, are guys you need from three. Frederick is a 45% three-shooter against the mid-majors, 16.6 again, and one make, Mm -hmm. one total make against Gonzaga and Michigan. Then Antonio Reeves, 51 and a half against those, you know, not great opponents and exactly three for 10 at 30%. 
uh, against the the bigger opponents. It's just it's not hap- it's you know I know it's early, but you've got to win big games because I I really think at this point, um, you need it, it. It just feels like it's almost impossible unless you get some help and it, it and this is a year of college basketball where there's no dominant team and you know Kentucky can only lose a couple more it feels like Louisville's out the window I think you have to be the number one overall seed uh for the committee to do you the favor of playing you know the second weekend 55 minutes down the road mm-hmm. so and and if they're not a one seed they're not we saw it two, three years ago right uh the Tyler Hero year Louisville was a host and they put him in the uh, Kansas City region as a two seed. The, if they're not the number one overall seed, it's going to go through Kansas City, New York, or Vegas. Or I, I don't know. I think the West is Vegas. It's not going through through Louisville. And that was a huge thing going into the year that you know would have been huge to accomplish that I think is dead after two games. And it's tough. Mm-hmm. One of the, I mean, I'm not just trying to be negative and nitpicky. One other thing, too, uh, again, at – Gonzaga, they're doing a pick and roll with Timmy, flipping it to him, and he's getting downhill, driving straight at Oscar, yeah. straight at Lance Ware, a little Euro step. Did he travel sometimes? Maybe, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Oscar's in foul trouble. Cal puts Ugo in. I know he's lengthy, and 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 you can maybe attack him with length, but he was not ready. If, if if Oscar and Ware can't slow him down, Ugo in that situation to me was not going to be the answer to stopping him with a full head of steam. And he came in and got a foul too and then yeah. got sent right back to the bench. I was like, that. I don't even know why you threw him out there unless you just wanted to keep somebody else from getting a foul. But he wasn't going to be the answer to to slowing that guy down either. I mean, no. either, uh, they threw Toppin on him for a little bit, which I thought, I mean, he's, he's giving up weight but at least he's got the athleticism and the quickness to maybe move laterally or and if he had to pack it in to his credit he did talk about the shooters gonzaga had who were making shots yeah so if you do try to zone it up they do have snipers over there they also yeah but they were even they just weren't playing good in man either they were blowing assignments they were leaving too much room it was just the gonzaga game was an all systems failure uh, I can live with, again, I can, I, I don't want to, you know, losing that game is whatever. It was just the fact that they didn't compete in the first half there. The hustle wasn't there. The, the fight wasn't there. You know, you saw what Jacob Toppin said after the game. And I like that he, he did throw himself in that. He didn't just throw his whole team under the bus. He included himself, yeah. but you know, being the senior, he, he spoke up and said something. So I appreciated him saying that. Um, but yeah, there was a lack of I, I, my bigger problem was the lack of fight. And the Michigan State game is more the problem I have with losing because, you know, is Michigan State good? Yeah, they're not, but they're not they're not Cassius Winston's final four team. They're not the Tom Izzo 2000 team, or I think he's been to, you know, a bunch of final fours. I don't know what the exact number is, but it's none of those teams. They're not a final four team. I don't even know if they're a second weekend team. And you lost you just can't lose that game when seeding. I mean, especially if Michigan State goes and ends up being a middle of the pack Big Ten team that you know is like a seven seed, like they were last year, that's not going to look good on the resume. It's just not. And the SEC, the way it is this year, man, it's Arkansas, really good, Auburn, and Tennessee, and Alabama. That's it. And maybe we'll see what LSU is. They're they're so new, it's hard to really know. 
but it is a top-heavy conference. And unless you go and win almost all the games I just listed, and you know, you'll obviously play Tennessee and Arkansas twice. I think Auburn is just the home game and Alabama uh, just on the road this year. But I mean, unless you're gonna go like five and one or six and one, however many games it is in that in that stretch. Uh, and then also, you know, beat Michigan and UCLA and Louisville. You know, this resume is just not going to be great this year. Yeah. And again, that like going back to what I was saying, Louisville is probably out of the question. I mean, uh, Joe Lenardi, it's way early, but his first bracketology has him as a four. So that kind of tells you where they are and have to climb. That it, it, It's going to be hard to climb higher than that with the resume I kind of just laid out. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. It's just it's a tough pill to swallow. So Tuesday, Bellerman comes in. It's the next round of the Kentucky State Championship, if you will. They've already beaten Louisville. That was, <laughs> but they got blown out by Moorhead. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So yeah, they, yeah. So Moorhead, Moorhead, just you know, uh, maybe they're making waves in the Kentucky State Championship, if, if you will, the, the round robin for the state or whatever. Yeah, it's wacky. Yeah. Mm. And we'll see. Like you said, it's it's it's, it's not gonna move the needle. It's just you know try to you got it can and then keep staying yeah. healthy. Is basically I think, what they're doing. I think the Michigan game is you got to win it. It's big if you win it. It's not. It's big if you lose it. If you win it, it's like okay, thank. There we go. Thank you. If they lose it, oh my god, and that that would be pretty bad. And then. UCLA, man, that UCLA. I know they have two losses, but you look at who they are too. I think it's Baylor and uh, oh man, there was another power power five team that they played in that event out in uh, out in Las Vegas. Let me tell you who else they lost to. But obviously, UCLA came into the year a top ten team, and they have you know those two guys, uh, the two guys who've been on all these tournament teams that are still there. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're and they lost to Illinois, who's obviously pretty good too. So yeah. You gotta, you gotta go two and zero if you want to save this resume from the rest. If you don't go two and zero, your resume is what SEC play is because Louisville's a wash. They're they're like North Florida this year, so uh, your resume is comes down to SEC play, and that's why you're seeing early projections for a four seed. And you know, to me, like if you don't win those two games, four is like is not your ceiling. It's your baseline, and I would say three is your ceiling. Like that's how that's where I'm at. And I think you're going to be between a three and a five uh, if you don't go and take care of business these two games. And then again, if, even if you take care of business in the SEC, it's just not it's not the same SEC as last year. They're really just five good teams, including Kentucky. Yeah. So the opportunities are you know you got to take advantage of them. There's already a couple that have already gone by the board. So they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> They're gone, man. And, you know, even – I mean, if you beat Michigan State, I don't know how big of a resume win that would be, but, you know, the Champions Classic has – it factors into the seating every year. I mean, you know, every year it's like, why aren't we – you know, I remember there was a, a lot of fans who thought not – I don't think it was last year, but the Tyler Hero year, they could have been that last one seed. And, you know, the game – I remember the committee brought up the Duke game. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So, you know – yeah, and I think I was joking on the, the other podcast, my Cast Talk Wednesday with Terry Brown, that 
we were laughing like, why is Michigan State even at the Champions Classic when you look at the the tradition of compared to the others? Because they've only won two, and I'm like, if if that's all you need to be in the Champions Classic, just let Florida come. They won two, also, you know what I mean? But <laughs> they're there, and they be let Louisville in. Yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. But they're there, and you can tell you lost to them, and like it does come up, and when it says. You know, quality wins that would have counted even if they had just been so so it would say Michigan yeah. State but it it might be a bad loss depending on what they do and that's what I'm saying that that's the danger that's the danger you run with that loss because yeah. I, I really think that yeah again I, I, again are they I don't think they're a bad team I just think that I think they're about what they were last year uh where they're kind of middle of the pack SC, uh big Ten. Uh, seven, eight seed in the tournament. That's that's where I think they'll land. And you know, you look at them; they just beat Villanova, but we know Villanova's down this year. They only they lose to Gonzaga by one. You know, let's see how they fare against Alabama tomorrow, and let's see how they fare against Notre Dame. I mean, if they go one and uh, I don't know if Notre Dame's any good, but it, let's see how they play against Alabama. Because if they lose to if they lose to Alabama, who's in Kentucky's conference. Uh, yeah, exactly. especially because that, that game unless it's neutral site is up in uh, Spartyville so mm-hmm. uh, it might be neutral site I don't know but uh, I don't know it just that that game doesn't sit well with me the Gonzaga game the, it, they, they don't sit well again they don't sit well with me for different reasons Michigan State it doesn't sit well with me because they lost but Gonzaga doesn't sit well with me because they didn't fight yeah and you've Set in press conferences more recently than I have, but I've been in some cow pressers and yeah, against you know, their look when coaches win, you can say whatever you want, basically, the fan base doesn't care. But when when things aren't going as well, then everything kind of gets nitpicked and stuff starts to irritate. I'll never forget, you know, when, when Phil Former started losing it. He was always, we're working like heck. I got to watch the tape. <laughs> that drove the fans crazy. Now, he probably said the same thing in 98, but they were undefeated and fixing to win a championship. And it was, oh, we love you. But you start losing and, and every little thing great. That's right. After the Gonzaga presser, you know, the post game, he still tried to do that. You know, ask the media a question, and then all oh, you guys don't. He he didn't say. I don't think he said basketball yeah. bennies. Not yet. Quizzed. He threw out a question. He's quizzed and he's and, throwing out questions. Yeah. Look, we're we're not the ones paid to know the answer to these questions. No. That's you are. So don't be asking. Even if Larry Vault answers it right, and Larry's a legend, been around forever, but Larry <laughs> knows the answer. Nobody wants to get quizzed about well what did I do and he, and he almost kind of like patted himself on the back when we got down by 16 or whatever what did nah. I do I said go on the baseline and run dribble drive well why did you get punched in the mouth and get down I mean players got to execute but you nah. also have to prepare the players and have them ready to play and and all that but he almost was like look what did I it was you know it came across as kind of egotistical no it it, it, it He's the type of co- he's one of the the one thing I, that I think <laughs> the one thing about Cal that drives people crazy, including me, is he is one of those guys where things go well, he loves the credit. When things don't go well, it, he deflects, and that drive that doesn't sit well with a lot of. We just saw it in the NFL, right, uh, with the New York Jets with Zach Wilson. You saw what happened there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's not that extreme. But it, that's just the best comp I can think of off the top of my head. But he is definitely not 
he is not the best coach. You know, like he'll he'll say all those things like, oh, we did this wrong. They didn't run this. Severe didn't do that. Oscar didn't do that. Whatever. And then it'll be like, well, but put it on me. Like as like a, you know, saying it to say it. Yeah. Where Mark Stoops always in number of coaches, not just Mark Stoops. He's just the easiest example. They are, are way better at taking accountability um, basketball wise. I, I mean, uh, I, I I guess it wasn't built. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't. I've, I'd have to watch what John Shire said after they lost to Kansas. But I know Coach K always did a good job at taking responsibility when his teams lost. Um, I know Jim Beheim's been really good at it over the years. So yeah, it's a frustrating thing. I, I I don't know. I haven't listened to Kenny. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. But uh, yeah, it, it's just the accountability thing's frustrating. Yeah, and right quick before we wrap it up too. That's what I meant to ask that in the football episode. The Zach Wilson stuff. I know you're a Giants guy, oh but God. the your offense puts up three points and you three points have more and punts than completion. They, in the first they had two yards of offense yeah. in the second half. Two yards. They moved. You could. I could fall forward on my face and give you two yards. <laughs> exactly. You you complete nine passes and the team punts ten times, and then they ask, "Did you feel you let the defense down?" And you nope. No, nope. nope. and you know, kudos to you know, I'm not a jet guy, but kudos to uh Robert Sala, the head coach, for making the decision today to bench him. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just bench him, deactivate. I mean, Joe Flacco is going to back him up, uh, and and Wilson's going to be a healthy scratch this week. So, mm-hmm. credit to him for making that decision because that's one. And I'm sure you know, maybe we'll bring it up next week with uh, Jalen. But I, I'm sure that's a decision where if Salah didn't make it, he would have lost the locker room, just like he lost the the quarterback lost the locker room. So kudos to him for making that tough call with the you know former number two pick just a year ago. I can't believe I forgot. I meant to. I definitely got forgot to backtrack and bring. Yeah, we'll get we'll bring that one back up, Jalen. Because I meant to when I said leadership, and for y'all that listen, y'all know we're talking about. When I said I got some leadership stuff, that's what I meant to ask. And then we forget. We talked about the playoff, and it just slipped my mind. But, yeah, um, two episodes for one night, football and basketball, y'all. So we got you covered on all things UK athletics, which is our objective every single week on this podcast, man. And and AG is there at every press, at pretty much every game. my dog. Covering everything, man. And, look, we got to – uh, while you talk with the dog, gotta tell y'all about lots of rain. <laughs> you heard about it on every episode. Lots of rain watches. Get yourself a great timepiece. Dave and Ben continue to give you good quality watches. Go to lotsofrain.com and see the selection. It's Black Friday. No, but they got sales all month long. Go in there and get you a watch for men, watches for women. Accessorize it. If you want a different band for a different style, look, do that. You know, get creative with it. Go to the chat, ask any type of question you would like. They can give you an informed answer about the watch you're about to purchase. They always have, always will at lotterrain.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Believe in Kentucky podcast. AG, man, we we hit the basketball. They, they you know, 40-point win on North Florida. They got to play the, what the, got to play the schedule the way it lies. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Bellerman on Tuesday. You got a day off tomorrow. And yeah. Enjoy it. And Appreciate it. Go Cowboys tomorrow. And- I can't agree with that. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, Giants are out. Four starting offensive linemen. Wandale's done for the year. Prayers up to him. Yeah. Uh, no top two cornerbacks out. 
uh it's a disaster um so hey man dallas uh, if, if the giants win it'll be a small miracle yeah. i'll say that that's kind of what happened in green bay i know we're squeezing a little football in but sitting up there with all the packers locals the green bay locals season ticket holders, yeah. and all that during the team intros because green bay was banged up too which was really frustrating that dallas lost that game but every time they were doing the offensive line the the old dudes around me were going who <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of that tomorrow <laughs> like the they're i don't even know who the left guard's gonna be i really don't it's gonna be probably someone off the practice squad because they are they're down their starter and their backup there so uh it's a mess it's unfortunate that's that's why i wish this game was on a sunday but oh well yeah. <laughs> a little more time to rest before you have exactly to yeah, i got you I, I, I think by rule that michael parsons has to sit <laughs> <laughs> I understand, man. Hey, uh, Lawrence Taylor on them years. Leave us some yeah, Hey, man, I wasn't even alive for that. So. <laughs> My I, can't, I didn't get to enjoy it. <laughs> you had Strahan, too. Okay. Right. I did have Strahan. <laughs> I did. Well, man, enjoy the long weekend, everybody. Everybody be safe. If you're out and about, be careful. Enjoy your weekend wherever you are. We appreciate y'all taking time to listen. For AG, check him out on the Cats Paws football and basketball content. And check us out when you get time to the football or basketball episode. We both got got two out tonight. So we'll see y'all next week. And we'll um, talk about Bellman and see where the team is at um, as we wait for another quality opponent, another opportunity to improve their resume. So stay with us. Follow us on social media. Check us out there and go to bleed.com for the next episode of Believe in Kentucky. We'll catch everybody next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.